Alligator Blood at the 200 took the front. Romantic Warrior the outside. Alligator Blood at the 100. Romantic Warrior, Mr. Brightside. Still Alligator Blood. Mr. Brightside coming at it with Romantic Warrior. It's a photo finish. Mr. Brightside or Romantic Warrior. It's a photo finish. Alligator Blood third. Well, many in racing say the Cox Plate is the best race on the calendar, and it certainly lived up to the billing on the weekend. An absolute thriller won in the end by Romantic Warrior, just from Mr. Brightside. Sam Highland from SEN Tracker is here to sum it all up for us and also look ahead uh, to Melbourne Cup Week. Thanks for your time, Sammy. Now, whereas Jules, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great race, wasn't it? Um, look, it wasn't... Uh, I was I worked with Miles on, uh, on Thursday on... Uh, trackside and and I made the comment that I didn't think it was a great Cox Plate. Uh, you know we've seen superstars in the past like Better Loosen Up and and uh, Sunline and you know great horses. Uh, Northerly, all these champions win the Cox Plate. Now I don't think this year's Cox Plate uh, had any superstars like that. But all the same, it was a very competitive race, wasn't it? I mean. After the race, uh, well, I know plenty, plenty on the text machine came for me on Thursday, and <laughs> but then after after the race, you know, I, wa- I watched it a couple of times, and I thought well, you could run that race ten times, and there'd be a different winner every time, and it was it was very even. I mean, if you look from first to about seventh, there was probably two lengths between them all. So um, I, I'll tell you what, Jules, I was on Jewess at forty one dollars. I backed it at. and it got out to 41 and I'm going, what? This is a serious chance. And I tell you what, it probably should have won the race. It should have won the race. And, and, you know, when you watch the replay, Mr. Brightside actually jumped slower than it and it actually went around uh, Jewess and and got the run that Jewess could have had. And Mr. Brightside has been beating a short half head. It's been beating a lip. So, um, yeah, it was a great excitement. Great race. Um, as I say, I don't, I don't, it, there was no standout superstar in it. Great story with uh, Romantic Warrior. Obviously, great for the you know for, for a horse to come from Hong Kong. He's a champion in Hong Kong. And James McDonald told us, you know, that this horse had improved four lengths off his first up run here in Australia. And uh, you know what? He gave it the super ride and got the money. I mean, he's an absolute jet, James McDonald. Doesn't matter where he goes around the world, uh, he is in the money. You know, he's just an outstanding jockey. I was going to ask you about James McDonald, Sammy. We're saying farewell to one of our greatest ever in this carnival and, and to, at, at the end of the year in Damien Oliver. Back-to-back Cox Plates now. We know what uh, James's resume is looking like. Where's he going to end up, this guy? Is he going to end up arguably have, our greatest he, ever jockey? He could. James McDonald definitely could. And um, it's a big call, isn't it? Because uh, Damien Oliver is, uh, well, at this stage, he's the GOAT. And, and uh, he's, he's quite amazing. What And, you know, I think Damien Oliver, the fact that his longevity has been amazing for us, as, you know, my whole time in, in horse racing, um, Damien Oliver has been at the top of the tree, you know, and he's so competitive. Right from the first time he kicked off here in Melbourne as an apprentice with the Freedmans to then, you know, going out on Saturday, he is just so competitive. And, um, you know, I, I think it's it's going to be tough for Ollie because, you know, he's going out he's going out uh, at the top, isn't he? You know, I mean, he's still like, there you go. If he had any luck in the Cox Plate on Saturday, he would have won it. So 
I reckon it'll be a hard thing for him to uh, at the end of the year when he when he finishes up. But I think it's a, a great thing that he's finishing up in Perth, where it all started for him, and obviously uh, his hometown. And and then back to James McDonald. Well, you know the world's his oyster, and he he's in demand with all the big owners. You, you see James McDonald when he goes over to Royal Ascot. You know he doesn't just get support from from uh, Australian trainers. You know, he, he's getting support from, from um, Charlie Hills and big owners over there in England. So it doesn't matter where he goes. He has a presence and, and that's what top jockeys do. And yeah, I think uh, we will be reading about James McDonald winning, winning big races for a long time. So Gold Trip, uh, Melbourne Cup defence, finished fifth on the weekend in the Cox Plate. Uh, how do you think he's shaping heading into trying to you know back up and win back-to-back uh, Melbourne Cups? He's going really well. He's uh, obviously with the, the master trainer, Kieran Maher, or Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace. Uh, they know what it takes to win the Melbourne Cup, obviously. And, and that horse, um, you know, he, he's quite amazing, that horse, because, you know, he has a solid run in the Caulfield Cup. He ran well in the, in, in the Cox Plate, and he's going to back up in, into the Melbourne Cup. Um, look... It's going to be tougher. It's going to be tougher for him. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I, look, I think Vauban, if he turns up, like if he turns up as good as he is in England or as good as we've seen him that day at Ascot, he will blow this Melbourne Cup field apart. And, and you know, Jules, I was just, I was just having a look at, um, I was just having a look at the, at, at the ballot of the Melbourne Cup, and, and I just sent a message to a mate of mine. Number 24 is True Marvel. Mm-hmm. True Marvel won a hurdle at Hamilton on the 30th of May. Right? <laughs> so this Melbourne Cup, I tell you, it falls away. It falls away pretty quick. You would, ne- you would never believe that a horse that won a hurdle at the end of May at Hamilton is going to go around at this stage. He's going to be number 24 in the Melbourne Cup. So, you know, is there's a lot that obviously, and we see it year after year. There's a lot that don't run the trip in the Melbourne Cup, two miles. There's plenty that'll that'll look a danger, you know, halfway up the straight. But that last wheel on dead set pulls them up. So you have to be strong at the trip. And I promise you one thing: that is what Boban will be. He he will he will run all day every day. And so Gold Trip. With the extra weight, he's going to have to, or more weight than as opposed to last year, he's going to have to be uh, every bit as good as he was last year and better to be able to beat a horse like Boban. And, and you know, I guess there, you know, those internationals and Willie Mullins, is, he's an absolute master trainer. He's travelled horses all over the world. He's over there. He's he's predominantly known as, as a fantastic and outstanding national hunt trainer, but he's, he's, he's an outstanding trainer, full stop. And uh, he'll have that horse fit and well, ready to go. Um, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, we're, we're yet to see him step out at the races. He's just going to go bang in, into that Melbourne Cup. But as I say, if, if he's at his best turning up on a Melbourne Cup, they won't beat him, Bobby. Just finally, did Mark Zara, has he made the right choice sticking with, without a fight for the Melbourne Cup? I thought it was interesting. I thought it, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really interesting. Um, does, you know, does some part of Mark Zara go? I'm with if I stick with without a fight, I'm I'm with the horse, the stayer that's on the way up. You know, Gold Trip's already been there and done it, and and can he turn up and and do it again? Obviously, with more weight. Um, yeah, I, I guess he he's he's looking at it going 
for the horse that's that's um, that's still on the rise. Uh, I, you know, I can only imagine that that that's the way he's thinking. Um, you know, the Caulfield Cup over the years has been a fantastic lead up into the Melbourne Cup. Um, look, it would have been geez, Jules. It would have been a tough decision to, to make, wouldn't it? But all the same, a bloody good decision. Yeah, I was going to say it's not the worst one to have to make. Isn't it a good problem to have go home after the Caulfield Cup and go, hmm. well, gee, I've got two, uh, two live chances in the Melbourne Cup and uh, they're, they're, they're both going to be, you know, well in the market. They're both going to be uh, super chances and I can ride either of them. So, um, yeah, well, gee, it would have been, been a tough choice to make. Yeah, very nice one to have. Uh, Sammy, thanks for your time. We can't wait for uh, Cup Week and all the uh, form and the previewing and hopefully plenty of winners on SEN track. Have a great week, Jules. Good on you, Sammy. And Gareth Hall tipped the winner on the weekend. That's a miracle in itself. Uh, what's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visiting gamblinghelponline.org.au. This is Dwayne Swill for the Kangan Institute and for Sport.